It'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, June 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puy and Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us this afternoon. As uh, at 12.15-ish, we'll be joined by head coach for the Jefferson football team, Craig Hunter. As uh, that will complete our time this summer during this three-week period, uh, talking to all of the area EPAC head football coaches as uh, four of the six were at the Martinsburg 7-on-7s a few weeks back, and then we caught up with uh, – Hedgesville's head coach Matt Faircloth last week and then so we'll catch up with the sixth and final EPAC football head coach Craig Hunter at around 12 15 coming up here in about five or so minutes uh, but we'll now kind of recap last night's area one district six uh, 10 to 12 year old all-star tournament final runner-up game uh, between Martinsburg and Hedgesville and uh it was a, a close one in the beginning, Nick, and uh, Hedgesville kind of was on the comeback the whole time, but uh, unfortunately Martinsburg uh, run ruled in five innings, a 15-5 to victory over Hedgesville to be the district or the area one runner-up advancing to districts along with Jefferson who won, who beat Martinsburg 15-0 on Sunday night. Uh, Martinsburg will host the district tournament next Tuesday and Wednesday at Oatsdale Park. Uh, but that game was a pretty exciting one and uh, saw a grand slam. Yeah, and uh, you know, early on, a, a very competitive ball game. Martinsburg would pull away as the game went on, and we did see the grand slam there from Thomas Garrett um, to really break the game open and, and make it um, a you know a big lead for uh, Martinsburg at the time. So that grand slam was huge. It kind of changed the course of the ball game. And, you know, Hedgesville had shown throughout the tournament the ability to come back. But I think at that point, uh, the comeback was kind of out of reach for them. Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, obviously, they'll host that tournament next week. Uh, Looking at Area 2, the winner, the Area 2 champion was Mineral County. And tonight, uh, due to the uh, weather there at Moorfield on Sunday night, uh, tonight will be the runner-up game, and that's between Moorfield and Hampshire. So that team will play. Uh, whoever wins that game will play Martinsburg at 5 p.m. next Tuesday at Oatsdale Park. And then the uh, battle between the two area champions will be around 7.30 next Tuesday night between Jefferson and Mineral. Uh, the winner of that game will advance directly to the state tournament as the District 6 champion, which, again, will also be held at Martinsburg at Oatsdale Park. Uh, so then the loser will go to the uh, – will play the winner of Martinsburg and whoever wins this area two runner-up that will also advance to the state tournament. As two teams from each district this year will advance to the state tournament, which uh, we will also have for you the local teams on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. That'll be, I believe, the 15th of July through the 20th if it goes if a local team goes all the way to the state championship. Uh, but as uh, it's been a pretty exciting area tournament, so excited for the district tournament coming up next week. 
Yeah, I mean, the area tournament was pretty competitive at times for the most part. I think the two teams representing the area uh, can definitely do some damage in districts. Um, Jefferson looks to be reloaded for another run at a state championship, and Martinsburg, while they struggled against Jefferson, was pretty good in all their other games. So I think uh, you know both these teams are, are talented, and we'll see how far they can make it in the uh, district tournament as well. And you know we'll see if they can uh, represent the area in the state tournament. That would be you know quite the accomplishment. It definitely would be. And now let's move on to Legion Ball as the American Post for American Legion Post fourteen. Hornets were set to take on the Kingwood Legion team tonight. Unfortunately, due to some circumstances, that Legion team from Kingwood unable to make the trip up here post 56. Uh, so I uh, got a message last night about 10.30 from Trip Tobin, and he alerted me uh, that due to some, uh, something happening, they will not be playing Kingwood. They'll instead play Blue Ridge Baseball Organization Generals out of Winchester. Be a nine in a game tonight, starting at seven. Uh, their head coach in Virginia, I guess, your uh, high school head coaches are allowed to be head coaches of summer league teams. So the James Wood High School head baseball coach, Adrian Pullen, uh, he is the head coach for that ball club, that 18U ball club. That's a travel showcase team. Um, his high school team lost to Riverbend in the state championship, and Tripp was telling me last night he's sure they got a roster full of talent. We don't know a lot about this team, but uh, if your head coach was a coach of a state champ or state runner-up, uh, you probably have a very good squad. Yeah, I would imagine the majority of the team is members of that runner-up team as well uh, because obviously you know him being the head coach of a travel team he wants to make the kids on his team better um, so they can continue to have success in the state of Virginia Uh, so this is a good matchup I think for Berkeley post 14 it's not a legion matchup um, but it's a good opportunity to see again good competition which has been the majority of their schedule has been very competitive and they've been taking on some really good teams. So they are trying to challenge themselves um, in order to be, you know, the team that they want to be here in in July. And I think uh, they're playing good baseball right now. This is another opportunity to play a really quality team uh, out of Virginia. Definitely. And another announcement here. Sunday, we're set to bring you a doubleheader of of Berkeley Post-14 Hornets baseball. Uh, but unfortunately, one team has pulled out of that, that being Waynesboro post-15. I guess they have to make up a league game that day, the only other day, the only day that that other team is available. So it will just be one game on Sunday on the docket, I believe set for 12 p.m., uh, Berkeley post-14 versus Vienna post-180 out of Virginia. That will be a nine-inning game, and we'll have that for you on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. After this two-minute break, we joined by Jefferson head football coach Craig Hunter as they're ending their three the uh, three-week practice period to get during the summer. And we'll see what the Cougars team has been up to as they look to uh, continue kind of where they were last year, where they had a resurgence and uh, had a pretty good season last year. They've obviously got some gaps to fill with uh, players graduating. We'll talk to head coach Craig Hunter after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll blow away with 
this new sign. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered. Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk. Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Brunick, Verzellini, happy to have you with us. Well, now we're now joined on the phone by head coach for the Jefferson Cougars football team, Craig Hunter. How's it going, Coach Hunter? What's going on? How y'all doing? We're doing good. Uh, we're right here kind of towards the end, if not, I believe the end, uh, about the three-week period is getting ready to wrap up. What has your team been able to do during this uh, summer three-week period? Uh, we've been able to, um, I guess, uh, start – implementing our offense, start uh, implementing our defense a little bit with the young kids and making sure they understand it before we start in August. Uh, we've been able to go to a couple of seven-on-sevens and just work our skill kids and see their skill set and be able to evaluate the kids through that aspect of things. Coach, uh, coming off of a you know great season last year where your guys were in the playoffs and uh, had some success, um, but you lose, you know, a lot from last year. So, what have you seen from the guys coming back, and, and who you're excited about that's coming back this year? Uh, well, you know, we're pretty much excited about our, our whole receiving course coming back next year. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, we're also excited about a running back and a running back group that we have coming back this year coming up, and we have um, 
a lot of the defensive players we had on the team that were coming back. So we're excited about a lot of things. Um, you know, of course, we lost our quarterback, so we're just actually trying to make sure that we have a person to fill in for that, um, which we have a, right now. We're just having an open quarterback competition at this point in time. And uh, you're talking about uh, a lot of players on your team. You know, you have some players that are going to play at the next level, but, you know, look at one guy right now, a rising junior in Keyshawn Robinson, already getting uh, one Division One offer, that from the Old Dominion University. What has he shown you so far during this summer, uh, this summer three-week period? Just his growth, his growth and uh, his skill set, um, wanting to learn how to be a better receiver and defensive back, and just how incredibly fast he is. And coach, uh, what what do you uh, you mentioned quarterback? What are you looking for out of the guy that uh, takes over at quarterback for your team? Uh, you know, trying to replace Sammy Roberts, who had a great season last year. Uh, just somebody who can um, be a leader when we need them to be the leader on the field to control the offense um, and command the huddle on the field. Um, like I said, we got our whole receiving court coming back. So if um, we can get time, we can get time from the offensive line to block. All you got to do is get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. And when you have a whole receiving court coming back, do you think that's going to help a quarterback uh, that whoever you name as your starter kind of get into a rhythm if all the guys there, maybe they've like played with them on JV or something prior where they have a little bit of uh, of some camaraderie? Uh, well, you know, that's what hopefully these three weeks have done. Um, and now after the three weeks, maybe – um, the quarterbacks that are in this competition can get together themselves with the receivers after this time frame and work more on the camaraderie that they've been building this, this past three weeks and doing the 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's just a little difficult to hear you. Is there any way you could get to a uh, quieter location? Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. That's so, better. You know, like I said, it's just basically – uh, during the three weeks, they were trying to build a camaraderie with the guys who they've had during the seven on sevens and during the three week camp times. And hopefully, they can continually, after these three weeks, get together on their own and continue to build that camaraderie they started um, in June. And looking at your schedule this year uh, on the WVSSAC website, uh, you got Millbrook, Sharando, North and South Hagerstown, James Wood uh, as your non conference games. Uh, well, what are the kind of out of state uh, competition help you guys with, with because both those areas rich football areas. Uh, just hopefully they can prepare us for our conference and hopefully get us ready to be fortunate enough to make the playoffs again this year to help us be ready to play um, different styles of offenses. Looks like coach a pretty similar schedule to last year. So, uh, what did you like about that schedule last year and, and how you were able to? had the success that you had, and, and what are you trying to build on this year at the schedule? Well, just trying to continue to build on the success we had last year um, and keep it going um, to begin. You know, um, a great coach always said winning is a habit, so we're trying to get that habit going in Jefferson County uh, with, with Jefferson football. So that's what we're trying to do. You know, that schedule allowed us to be successful. We were in, a, you know, the way schedules go, they're a two-year process. So, you know, we're in the schedules for two years. So, hopefully, it'll play into our hands again this year, like it did last year, 
we can win some games, get back in the playoffs, and have success for these young men who put in hard work. And uh, looking at the uh, just timing wise here, under two months now till the start of the season, what it, what do you want your team to do? As you mentioned, kind of take stuff out of this three week period where they're going to have some time where they're not allowed to be together as a team per se under your uh, supervision. What do you want them to do between now and game one against Millbrook on eight twenty six? Just uh, do some more team building on their own. Um, you know, we're going to lift the condition them the best we can to get them ready for the season, get them started. Uh, that's basically what we want from them. It's mainly just building camaraderie with each other. You know, the guys who weren't necessarily varsity players last year, meshing a little bit with the varsity players that we had last year and building that team atmosphere and that team aspect. Could you kind of talk a little bit about it, uh, the success of the team and uh, trying to, I guess, get the success throughout the community? Um, it seemed like last year football kind of set the tone for the athletics at Jefferson and, and overall was a successful year. So, you know, now that the expectations are there for Jefferson football and athletics, um, how exciting is it to, to get back for another season? Um, it's very exciting. You know, you look at, you look at challenges, that's a challenge to keep things going. Um, you know, over the years that I've been around Jefferson County, I'm, I'm Born and born and raised in Jefferson County, uh, went to Jefferson High School. I've been coaching Jefferson, been coaching Jefferson County over 20 years. So I mean, this is probably what we just witnessed is probably one of the best athletic seasons in Jefferson High history that I've ever seen. Um, so you know, the challenge is on. Uh, it's you know, pick up that challenge and go with it, and be able to help start things off in the fall season with football. Continue that success. Um, we take on that challenge of the football staff, football team, head on, and um, we're interested to see how we're going to take on the challenge and hopefully pull it off again this year. And, Coach, final one here. Uh, not kind of a question – It's I guess it's a question, but it's kind of uh, – kind of a different one so obviously three-week period for all sports and you most likely have some multi-sport athletes on your team how do you kind of help them to maybe be able to get their time divided better between each team so not one team's taking all because i know you as a head football coach you want your guys there all the time but you know oh well maybe this guy's a multi-sport athlete and he needs to be with his basketball team during this as well how does that work for you as a coach just communication is the key. I mean, I, I tell the kids all the time, I, like I said before, you know, I went to Jefferson, born and raised in Jefferson County, you know, diehard Jefferson High School fan. So I, I know for a fact that in order for Jefferson High School sports to succeed, that they need these athletes. So my thing is just, if you just communicate with me and let me know what's going on, it makes things a lot, of, it makes things a lot easier for us. Um, we can prepare for things. I set my schedule months in advance. Basketball team set their schedule months in advance. So then we can work through things and not have a lot of conflict. All right, Coach Hunter, thanks for the time, and we'll talk soon as football season is uh, vastly approaching. All right, thank you. I was head coach Craig Hunter for the Jefferson Cougars football program. Thank him for his time for coming on, and uh, we'll be speaking to him a lot here uh, after, you know, probably in about a month and a half or so, Nick. And uh, I think there's a lot. Uh, to be intrigued about about Jefferson football this year because they do lose Sammy Roberts and, and a few other of their key pieces, but uh, Case and Lanza, I believe yeah. Evan Tool is now gone as well. So, uh, you know, big parts of their offense there. But 
have those receivers coming back, have a lot coming back on defense. Uh, so whoever steps into that quarterback role has to have confidence because he knows the guys around him can make plays. Uh, so that guy just needs to just you know not turn the ball over and make smart decisions. And I think Jefferson will be fine. But since we didn't get a look at anybody at the 7-on-7 seven seven or anything, there's a lot of intrigue going into Jefferson, I think, this year. And will they kind of repeat as the second-best team in this division? Or could they even surpass Martinsburg? You never know. But uh, they're definitely a team with a lot of intrigue. I think there's a lot of intrigue in a lot of these teams in the EPAC this year because yeah, there are a lot I would of say so as well. There definitely is a lot of questions. And, you know, uh, you look at that schedule, almost an exact imprint of what last year's was. I think it may be an exact imprint because, you know, they do these home-and-home teams or the home-and-home home series, the two-year contracts with the teams. Uh, so, you know, this year you see what you saw last year for the most or for all the part here, uh, maybe just some different days on there. Uh, but, you know, every any year a football team can be different. So you look at the schedule last year, you see that Jefferson completely dominated all these out-of-conference teams and some in-conference. We know Musselman's improved a lot. We know Spring Mills has improved a lot. We know Hedgesville continues to improve, along with Washington and Martinsburg, obviously, the perennial power here in the EPAC. Um, and, you know, you look at these scores on, you know, on the schedule here, and nobody really challenged uh, – Jefferson, unless you're looking at Martinsburg, where they lost 42 to three, maybe this year, uh, sometime, maybe you see different. You, you know, especially these out-of-state programs, you don't know how they change year to year. You don't know. I mean, Northern Virginia, I uh, still consider Winchester area in that part of Virginia. They're a football-rich area. Uh, North and Hagerstown, football-rich area, and you know, you can you never count out a team, especially when you're looking back at the schedule where. Jefferson beat Millbrook 50 to 23, Sharando 41 to 14, uh, North Hagerstown 56 13, South Hagerstown 64 nothing, James Wood 33 14. Uh, those teams can change year by year. Any team in high school can change year by year. So obviously you go in with a good mindset, but you know that these teams are going to have improved. You're going to see improved teams, and you're not the same team you were last year. So you got to work harder than you did last year. Yeah, it's definitely getting to be an interesting season. I think you know teams like a team like Musselman. Yeah, I think they got a lot coming back. Baden Hartman healthy now. Yeah, if they can stay healthy, I think they'll be right there for that you know top three spot in the EPAC. Uh, Washington to me is an interesting team because it's back to back five win seasons for them. So maybe they're starting to get those athletes that were like, ah, I don't want to play football. They never have success. Yeah see that this team it continues to be better and better each year i think hedgesville i was going to mention that you talk about team getting better and better each each year uh you know a four-win team last year before not winning any games the year prior i believe yeah and you know a four a zero win team to a four-win team and the sky's the limit for a team like that you could you could easily win three two to three maybe even four more games and they're getting a ton of kids to show up and, and stuff like that so I think those two programs are kind of like you don't know what to expect, but they could I think, find their way into the playoffs. I think Spring Mills is the, is the same Spring way. Spring Mills I mean, is a young team coming back. When you have Max Anderson there, your quarterback, you guys talked to him. I mean, I wasn't there to talk to him, but he was a freshman last year. His first start yeah. against Martinsburg. And that start obviously will have, would have helped them. They made it to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they fell to Morgantown 49-13. to uh, But – 
when you kind of start on the biggest stage, that's going to help you going forward. When you have a whole year under the program with a regular summer, that's the big thing here is last year there wasn't necessarily a regular summer. Yeah, and I think, and obviously Martinsburg is Martinsburg. We expect them to go either 9-1 or 10-0, and you know, yeah. like they typically do, but you never know what could happen this year, and I think uh, those teams behind them, you know, it's all pretty equal, and there could be a, a lot of turnover in the in the conference from what we saw last year to uh, this year. So uh, that's that's where the intrigue is. I still think, and we'd like to see, I think, this year too, it'd be really good for the EPAC to see a team jump up there and at least be able to be competitive with Martinsburg. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we really haven't seen over the last 10 years consistently. So maybe yeah. Jefferson's that program. Maybe Craig Hunter's got this this program uh headed in the right direction because it's clear in other sports that they have athletes that can yeah they do knock off martinsburg in other sports so maybe if they can get those athletes to play football that that would be a big help well, and uh washington now is going to have more of a traditional quarterback is that what i heard in that interview or Verbal somewhat isn't necessarily a tradition they're still going to run the same offense yeah so but they might pass here or there more yeah, I don't know, though, because he's a converted wide receiver. So he was saying how you know the reads and stuff are, are going to still be the thing that he needs to work on the most in his accuracy. But I think having him maybe as a threat more to run from the quarterback position, having a better athlete potentially back there, gives Washington a new dynamic on its offense that it maybe didn't have last year. And I think uh, that makes them a more big competitive. Team. They're going to be... Yeah. Uh, physical team and you know they were right there last year if they were able to knock off jefferson in that final game they're in the playoffs probably or at least have a much better chance than what they ended up yeah definitely and i mean yeah, obviously we won't know until the season starts where every team is really until probably mid-season until you know october starts where every team is uh but I think it's going to be a great season of EPAC football, and here we are, not even July 1st yet, and we've heard a lot of good things from each team uh, and look forward to football season. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Again, thanks to Jefferson football coach Craig Hunter for taking some time out to join us here, obviously. He's a little bit busy here still during the summer, as you can hear in the background there. But thanks thanks to him for coming on and talking with us. And we'll be joined by uh, every football coach again this week on this next season. Not this week, excuse me. This next football season as we did last year. And uh, maybe potentially have something coming uh, pretty cool that I'm trying to set up here. Uh, we'll let you know as we get closer towards football season. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we got a lot to talk about. Scary Terry is now locked in with the Commanders. Uh, the Wizards make a trade earlier this morning. And uh, Jazz get a new head coach from the Celtics. Not who everybody thought it would be. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, 
not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The South Morgan Volunteer Fire Department Carnival is August the 30th through September the 3rd this year with free admission. Enjoy the fun of this year's carnival with an amazing selection of rides, live music from great local artists, live auctions, contests, and the usual assortment of mouth-watering delicious food. Discounted ride wristbands and ride-in food voucher combos are available in advance. The carnival is located at 10166 Winchester Grade Road in beautiful Berkeley Springs. Find out more about this fun event at firemanscarnival.com. That's firemanscarnival.com. After a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their seventh annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items, such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40 caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 compact or the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the seventh annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 Inwood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home now back to the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 Welcome back to this Wednesday, June 29th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Dupuy and Nick Verzellini hanging out with you today as uh, we've got some commander's news here. That's about a player on the field, nothing, not about Dan Snyder or about anything against the team, which is shocking here, Nick. Yeah, There's actually roster news that will affect the team on the field for the next few seasons. And I wish Colin was here to get his take on this because him and I have been talking about this for a while. And uh, Terry McLaurin is signing a three-year extension worth up to $71 million in new money that places him amongst the NFL's top five highest paid receivers. Sources told ESPN yesterday and Adam Schefter, uh, Buddy Baker and Tony Bonagura of Exclusive Sports Group finalized the deal yesterday with Washington Senior Vice President Rob Rogers. The new three-year extension for Terry McLaurin includes a $28 million signing bonus. That's the largest given to any wide receiver and also has 76.4% of the new money in the agreement guaranteed. The deal contractually ties the 26-year-old to Washington through the 2025 season. And uh, initial take on this is when I first looked at it, and I was like, three-year extension? What? Locking him up long-term? Is three years really long-term? But uh, to me... The more I think about it, and you know, I told you this yesterday in the in the in the van ride, Nick, out to Mor- the Morgan County Little League complex. I was like, initially, I was kind of 
taken back at it and been like only three years. But when you think about it, you get he was a guy that stayed at college for four years. So he was a, already an older guy coming out of college compared to some of these guys that come out of college when they're 21, 22. I think he was 23 coming out of college. Um, so you get him through his – he's about 30 years old by the time his contract ends, which to me is good because – He's only going to be thirty, so he could get another contract. But you're not going to you're not going to tie a guy in until he's 33, 32, 33, 34 years old when he could not be as effective. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good move, obviously, from Washington to lock up their top wide receiver, and you know, really for the first time in a long time, have a legitimate wide receiver core that you would say is. Uh, at least has some potential to be pretty productive. I mean, you have Terry McLaurin as your number one, Dotson or Samuel as your number two. And this is anticipating Samuel is healthy this year. Yeah, and I mean, that's anticipating that everybody's healthy this year. That is true. uh, You know, having that as your top three potentially, I think, gives Washington a little bit more excitement in its wide receivers. I think Carson Wentz at quarterback. Yeah gives some stability to the position and Antonio Gibson at running back is a pretty decent back to have so I think offensively Washington's headed in in the right direction I don't know if they'll have an elite offense but I think it could definitely be a top half of the league well passing attack and you know if the defense can kind of bounce back after a down year I think Washington can be right back in contention in the NFC East And one point that I want to make is, you know, you look at this receiver core, and I think you have those core guys. You have guys that are kind of project builders, per se. You know, guys like Dax Milne, uh, Kelvin Harmon, Antonio Gandy-Golden, De'Ami Brown, potentially. I mean, I'd like to see the potential out of De'Ami Brown, but you have Terry McLaurin. You get a healthy Curtis Samuel. You have Jahan Dotson. See what he could do as a rookie. Then you have Cam Sims, who's a quality guy uh, out of Alabama. Uh, that wide receiver core could be could be really really good if you can get De'Ami Brown to be really good as well. Uh, you know, you look at this tight end core. Um, you have a, a solid blocker in. Um, in John Bates, he's a solid blocking tight end. You have Logan Thomas. Um, you bring in Cole Turner through the draft, a big six-six guy to go along with you know the six-six guy in Logan Thomas, and I think you, you could have a great combination there. And then you talk about running back. When you look at this this team on paper at running back, you have Antonio Gibson. You bring J.D. McKissick back, who at one point in time was going to leave your team. He he fl- he flipped to come back. Uh, when the commanders offered him that contract, and then you bring in a rookie out of Alabama, Brian Robinson, to go along with Jared Patterson. If you look at this team on paper, uh, the weapons that Carson Wentz has, not necessarily those big flashy names. I mean, you have McLaurin, you have Curtis Samuel, you have Logan Thomas, you have Antonio Gibson. But you have the core guys at the skill positions that I feel like the Commanders, football team, Redskins, those teams didn't have. And you're paying this quarterback a lot of money, uh, this $28 million I think you're paying him, but you have weapons, I feel like. I feel like this is the first time in a long time the Commanders actually have weapons. And now, you know, you look at that offensive line that's going to have to protect him. You have 
you know, a few guys there, you know, not huge names. You have Cornelius Lucas, you have Sadiq Charles at the tackle position, uh, along with Charles Leno, Sam Cosme, uh, just to name a few. And then you look at the guard position, you got Wes Schweitzer, Trey Turner, they sli- they signed on that kind of low deal, Andrew Norwell, guard as well. So they have the guys there. I mean, if you look at this offense on paper, Depending on how things pan out, depending how Carson Wentz can, you know, that camaraderie he could build with his teammates, this offense uh, could potentially be a top half of the league offense, if not better. Yeah, I think a lot does come down to Carson Wentz, obviously being the quarterback. Uh, His consistency is going to need to be there. And I think he has the talent still to be, you know, a top 15 quarterback in the league. It's just at times he turns the ball over too much or just has these games where you're like, what happened to Carson Wentz? And we saw that uh, with the Colts there at the end of the season where they were in position to be a wild card team and then things fell apart for them. And a lot of that had to do with Wentz's play. Um, I think Washington could be in a very similar situation this year as either being a wild card team or maybe contending for the division, depending on what Dallas looks like. It seems like the Cowboys always have maybe the most talent in the division but don't really live up to that talent uh maybe that talent's a tad bit overrated by the national media i don't know but um you know i think washington will will be in contention this year unlike last year where they weren't uh are they going to win the super bowl no but could they definitely be a playoff team i think so i think they could get in as either a wild card or, or come out of the east I think it also, as you mentioned, kind of comes down to does this defense bounce back from last year? Because remember in 2020, uh, they were a pretty good defense. I think yeah. they were a top half, at least top 12 ranked defense in the league. And, you know, you, you obviously have Chase Young coming back from that ACL or MCL injury. Uh, you have Deron Payne, John Allen, Montez Sweat. Uh, James Smith-Williams, who played some time for you there. You have a rookie in Fedarian Mathis. Uh, then you look at that linebacker crew. You, you have Jamin Davis coming back for a second year. Kind of didn't do what a lot of people thought he would do last year. Um, and then you have Cole Holcomb. Uh, you have guys there at that linebacker spot. But then, you know, you go look at this secondary, Cam Curl going to be it was a great player the last couple years uh you lose landon collins from that hybrid safety linebacker role you paid him too much money that's just what really what it came down to and then you know you have bobby mccain who's been a solid guy to come in out of free agency and then this uh, guy the rookie they had last year ended up going on ir benjamin st jude maybe he's not necessarily uh he maybe he's two three year guy i can't remember what year he came into the league benjamin st juiced uh he's going to kind of be that nickelback guy for him from what i've been hearing and he's he had a solid mini camp and the guy that you want to come back as who kind of started the year pretty well last year but kind of fell through fell down was william jackson the third he was kind of supposed to be that guy uh that was going to be a you know a top you know top 15 corner top 20 corner in the league and he kind of disappointed for you last year so if he can come back and be uh a lot better than he was last year i think that defense has a chance to be a you know top tier top half defense better than they were last year yeah i think defensively washington has some good pieces obviously up front uh, but those pieces didn't produce last year and then that kind of led to the secondary being exposed which i still think the secondary is kind of the weakness of the defense um where you'd like some 
better players at, at some key positions. Um, so it's going to come down to, I think, defensively, if Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, those guys can get after the quarterback like they did you know, two years ago, opposed to what they did last season where they really had a down year. So they're going to need the defensive line to play uh, up to their ability in order for the defense to have a lot of success, I think, in Washington this next season. Definitely. And now we'll switch gears here to another team in D.C., that being the Wizards. They have finalized a trade to acquire Will Barton and Monte Morris from Denver in exchange uh, for two players. Uh, How do you say his name? Catavius. Catavius Caldwell Pope, better known as KCP and Ish Smith. Uh, That's according to Adrian Wojnarowski. This coming out around 1030 this morning. Uh, It's got to get final approvals and expected to be completed soon. Uh, But uh, what was your take on this? Because you said something you thought it was the Wizards won in this trade. Yeah, I like this trade, I think, for Washington. Uh, You know, KCP, I, I like him as a shooter. I think he's a good 3 and D player uh, for your team. And I think why Denver's going after him there is they get that role. Will Barton is not a great three-point shooter, but he's a good slasher that can score. Average about 14 points per game last season uh, for Denver, I believe. So, you know, a solid player there. They're almost equal, I think, in talent. Um, and then Ish Smith to me is not very good at all, so I don't I don't mind getting rid of him for a really decent backup point guard in Monte Morris that could even be a starter for the Wizards this year because they don't really have a point guard on the roster that you would turn to and say yeah that's their guy unless it is going to be Bradley Beal at the point. Um, but I think this is a win for Washington. They upgrade their backcourt depth. Uh, worst case scenario with this trade Um, even though I like KCP as a player a little bit more than Barton I think Morris being a much better player in my opinion than Ish Smith makes this a win for Washington and Tommy Shepard continues to do I think good things in, in the trade market and through the draft it's just this team doesn't really have enough star power to really take off under Shepard yet but if these young players that they continue to add in the draft uh, continue to work out, I think eventually Washington might get over the hump and get back into at least contention. I don't know if they'll be a championship team anytime soon, but uh, I think they can be you know a 4-5 or five seed in the East at some point here, but they're going to need to stay healthy. They're going to need to get continue to acquire you know good talent. I think this overall is a, is a win for the Wizards. And I think it's also, too, about kind of getting some of that money off the books from uh, Caldwell Pope. He was guaranteed uh, – see, this was reported last night. I don't know if it goes with the trade or not, but I saw Chase Hughes, who covers the Wizards for NBC Sports Washington. Uh, he tweeted, Catavius Caldwell Pope's 2022-2023 salary of $14 million becomes fully guaranteed today. He was previously guaranteed about 4.9. But by not being waived, that number goes up to 14 on what will be the final year of his deal. I don't know what transfers over in that deal. I haven't really seen anything of what that will do. Um, but uh, it looks like I'm looking on some tw- on Twitter here. Kyle Kuzma, happy to uh, have Monte on his team. He tweeted, on the other end, I get my brother back. Monte and I were in second grade together, and at eight years old, we said we'd play on the same NBA team together. Life is a simulation. I guess he had tweeted farewell to KCP. 
and then he tweeted on the other end of that. So yeah, well, him that's and KCP, pretty cool. Kuzma's the last piece, I believe, from that uh, Westbrook trade that came over. Yeah, and him and KCP obviously played together on the Lakers. So uh, that is cool, though. I did not know that about Monte Morris and Kyle Kuzma's relationship there. Yeah. Uh, so I have not found anything about that contract, but that'd be interesting to see what the Wizards have to pay on that. Uh, so I'll kind of we'll talk about that potentially the rest of the week. But one more final piece of NBA news: Will Hardy agrees to a deal in principle, a five-year contract to become the Utah Jazz's next head coach. That, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, at 34, he'll be the NBA's youngest active head coach. He was one of four finalists, excuse me, to meet with the ownership in Salt Lake this this week uh he was a celtics assistant the other assistant being joe Missoula, raptors assistant adrian griffin and jazz assistant alex jensen were the other four in contention but the only celtics guy that we had really heard about for anything was joe Missoula, and which is kind of interesting where they they kind of go with the younger guy there in hardy and the the celtics who obviously made to the to the finals this year fell to uh, the Warriors, but still, uh, they choose the young guy over kind of the guy that you think would be the head coach out of those two guys. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, you know, not a no head coach experience between either of those options there. Uh, but Will Hardy is 34. He'll be the youngest active head coach in the NBA. Um, and we'll see if this works out for them in Utah. I mean, this is a Utah team that's heading into kind of a potential rebuild with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, supposedly having some issues off the court, uh, Mitchell not being happy about uh, Quinn Snyder leaving. So it, we'll see where Hardy can take this team, if he can kind of bring them back into the fold or if he if they decide to blow it up, uh, what he can do with a younger team. So definitely some interesting developments uh out of utah here and not the guy that i expected to get that job in will hardy so a little bit surprised there yeah i don't know we'll have to see uh when colin gets back next week his take on losing hardy uh from the celtics and not missoula because i think he anticipated missoula would be a head coach sooner than hardy yeah if i was gonna think because i'm trying to remember back the conversations we had about guys being interviewed and I remember him saying, I think Missoula would be the guy. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talk Nationals. They're going to ready for first pitch here in about 11 minutes. We'll take you up to the top of the hour when we'll switch over to the Nats broadcast. We'll talk about their big win yesterday. Another one in the eighth inning. And a great outing from somebody you don't expect. And we'll talk about that when we wrap things up next on today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll return after this two minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? 
At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your June 29, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Bunick Verzolini, happy to have you with us. Calling again on vacation. Uh, he'll be back on July 5th. And uh, again, no show July 4th holiday there for us. Uh, but when we wrap thing, to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix, we'll kind of just uh, no pregame show for the Nats today because that got underway at 1235 while we did the show. Uh, so we'll just kind of talk a little Nats here. They have now won six out of their last eight games. Not expecting much out of the six out of their last eight. Three in a row, though. Uh, but last night, a, a great ball game once again. And it, this time on the pitching side from somebody that, if you told me he had 12 strikeouts last night and tied a career high, I don't think I would have told you who I would have picked the guy who who did that, and here it is. Chavis back in, a little bit forward of the box. Corbin into the wide of the 0-2. Swag and a miss. Struck him out with a slider. The tag by Adams on the slider in the dirt for strikeout number 12, matching the career high for Patrick Corbin. He strikes out the side in the top of the eighth inning. And he struck out the side in the top of the eighth inning. Patrick Corbin went eight innings. 12 strikeouts, that's not something you expect. Uh, But then Yadiel Hernandez came up in the pinch hit roll in the bottom of the eighth inning and did this. The right fielder Castillo much shallower than Reynolds in center. And Sawinski left. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. This is going to get over his head maybe way back. Can't get it. One hop off the wall and in play. Garcia has scored. Hernandez to the plate. He scores. And the Nats took the lead. They're three to one, and then they've won three straight now. Nick, if I told you Patrick Corbin was going to go eight innings, twelve strikeouts, what would you say? This year, uh, not that, in 2019. 
Yeah, is this 2019 is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is the Pirates. So. Yeah, it is. But still, I mean, just the fact that he's doing that, I wouldn't expect him to do that. I thought he was going to go four, five, maybe six, maybe five, six strikeouts. He yeah. doubled that up on me. Maybe this will be the turnaround. For maybe. Corbin. Uh, but I that'll doubt it. And that's we'll on next. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Craig Hunter. Uh, head coach there at Jefferson for football for coming on and talking to us about uh, his team as they finish their three-week period. And uh, we'll talk more football here, high school football, in the next uh, month and a half or so. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Nats will be next. For Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for American Legion Baseball or tomorrow on the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.